You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. This episode is sponsored by The Jordan Harbinger Show. Named the best podcast of 2018 by Apple. Tons of fascinating guests. Untold stories you won't hear anywhere else. Expand your wisdom and discover other perspectives that you've never considered before with The Jordan Harbinger Show. Join Jordan as he interviews high-profile people as well as intriguing personalities. Each episode features a discussion that might just take you anywhere. I recommend episode 970, where Jordan and guest Annie Jacobson talk nuclear annihilation. How likely is it? How scared should you be? And what comes after? There's also episode 886 with David Farina, which delves into the wacky world of flat earthers. These episodes are great starting points, but you're sure to find deep, interesting, and thought-provoking topics throughout Jordan's catalog. Turn off the music and turn up the wisdom with The Jordan Harbinger Show. We really enjoy this show and we think you will as well. There's just so much here. Check out jordanharbinger.com start for some episode recommendations or search for The Jordan Harbinger Show. That's H-A-R-B as in boy, I-N as in Nancy, G-E-R. Located in the heart of the Rocky Mountains, this majestic hotel is said to be one of the most haunted in the world. You can enjoy the beauty of Estes Park, Colorado while staying in this historical hotel. If you are looking for a terrifying destination that is also beautiful and luxurious, this is the place for you. Come with me while I delve into the history of the Stanley Hotel. Welcome to Destination Terror, your passport to the scariest places in the world. From haunted hotels to locations of unexplained creature sightings, we will travel to places that will provide excitement, adventure, and horror. Today we are discussing the Stanley Hotel in Estes Park, Colorado. The Stanley is famous for its role in Stephen King's The Shining and its active paranormal activity. So if you are into travel and all things scary, listen close and you might just find your next exciting adventure destination. But hopefully, not your final destination. Destination Terror is an EerieCast original podcast hosted by me, Carmen Carrion. If you would like to send us a suggestion or submit a story with your own experience, you can email them to carmencarrion at gmail.com or follow me on Twitter at Carmen Carrion. If you enjoy the show, please follow and rate Destination Terror on Spotify and Apple Podcasts to help us grow. Also, check out EerieCast.com for more scary podcasts such as Unexplained Encounters and Tales from the Break Room, featuring allegedly true and terrifying tales that happened on the job. It was a long, lonely drive from Tulsa, Oklahoma to Estes Park, Colorado, but Jace put the pedal to the floor and didn't look back, only stopping twice for fuel. He had been planning this trip for years in his head. 
but it had always been with his wife and their boys. He had never expected it to happen this way. He had come home one evening to find the kids alone. Skye was only six at the time and Davy wasn't even three yet. Skye was standing on the kitchen cabinet with one of the doors open. Skye, get down from there. What are you doing? Jace had barked. I am making dinner, Daddy. Davy is hungry and Mommy isn't here. Jace wasn't surprised or worried about his wife's absence. He was angry. This wasn't the first time she had disappeared in the middle of the day. It was one thing for her to be sleeping around, but another for her to neglect their kids. He had tried to hold his family together by looking the other way, but every day she was getting crueler and had less and less to do with the boys. This was the final straw. He had to do something. He could keep his kids living in a neglectful environment, or he could end this and take them away. She finally came staggering in shortly after midnight. She was a mess, and Jace didn't want to fight. It wasn't worth it. And besides, he had already made up his mind and was forming a plan. That was a year ago. Jace had filed for divorce, but to his shock, the judge had gave her custody. He couldn't even understand why she wanted them at first. Then over time, it became clear they were just a child support check to her. Easy money. Jace became depressed, and he began to drink except on the weekends when he had the boys. It was the day that the divorce was finalized that he decided he needed to get away for a while, so he put in for a week's vacation and started planning a trip to Estes Park. He left right after he got off work. He went home, threw some clothes in a bag, and headed north. It was April and the air was still cool so he made the trip with his truck windows down. It was the first time that he had ever traveled like this on his own, and it was very liberating. For the first time in years, his heart felt a little lighter. It was 4 a.m. when he saw the big rock sign that said, Welcome to Estes Park. He hadn't booked a room because he thought it would be more exciting to choose a place to stay after he got there. So he pulled into the Conoco truck stop, rolled up his windows, and reclined his seat. He would find a hotel later after the sun was up and after he was rested. Jace woke up to a tapping on his truck window. Groggy-eyed, he sat up. He didn't see anyone at first, but then he looked down into the large brown eyes of a little boy. He couldn't have been more than eight. Jace rolled down his window. Hey, what's up, little guy? What can I do for you? Mister, I can't find my dad. He said as he began to rub his eyes. He looked like he was struggling not to tear up. Jace couldn't help but think of his own boys and didn't hesitate to help. Locking up his truck, he took the little boy gently by the shoulder and walked him into the front counter inside the truck stop. Waiting in line, he looked down at the boy and offered, Why don't you go find you a snack while I talk to the nice lady? The little boy nodded, and Jace watched him walk over to the candy aisle, making sure not to let him out of his sight. He jumped when the lady behind the counter said, What can I do for you, sir? Jace cleared his throat. <clears throat> I am trying to help that little guy over there find his dad. I'm not sure where to start. Well, she began, First of all, why don't you call him over here and we can get his story and a description of his dad. Jace nodded and turned to call the little boy over, but he was gone. Dread immediately washed over him. He had only taken his eyes off of him for a moment. 
He looked down the candy aisle and there was no sign of him. He searched the entire store, inside and then out. But the boy had vanished. Maybe his dad had found him. At least he hoped that's what had happened. But he was a dad himself, and he couldn't stop the thought that something worse might have happened to this kid. Jace didn't want to look the fool, but it was worth it to make sure the kid was safe, so he pulled his phone out of his pocket and dialed 911. An hour later, he was standing next to an officer watching a recording of the parking lot and the store. Jace was dumbfounded. From the time he got out of the truck all the way to the store, he had been alone. There was no sign of the boy in the video. The officer looked at him like he was crazy. Sir, you don't look like you are on anything. I can usually tell, but it's obvious there was no boy. Maybe you should get somewhere and get yourself some sleep. Maybe the officer was right, Jace thought. There couldn't be any other explanation. But it had been so real. Before leaving the truck stop, Jace asked the cashier if she could recommend a nice place for him to stay. She named three hotels, but the one that rung a bell with him was the Stanley Hotel. He had heard of that one. It was kind of famous. And why shouldn't he treat himself to a nice place to stay? He googled the address and set his GPS. It wasn't too far at all. Jace put his truck in a drive and for the first time got a good look at the view around him. The Rocky Mountains with beautiful snow-tipped peaks. It was enough to take your breath away. He was so entranced he hadn't realized he was blocking traffic until he heard the car horn behind him. Jace gave a backwards wave and pulled out onto the road. The drive to the hotel was stunning. Everything about this place was beautiful. The Stanley Hotel was not hard to find. After a scenic trip through Estes Park, he finally saw it in the distance. It was surrounded by mountains. The hotel was just as stunning as the mountains it was surrounded by. He couldn't wait to see the inside. Jace was a little worried that they wouldn't have a room available, but he was in luck. The receptionist told him they had just had two cancellations. He didn't even ask how much the rooms would cost. He just paid. Give me the one with the best view. Then something weird happened. The lady looked behind him and asked, Is it just you and your son? Jace was confused. My son? I'm alone. The lady looked puzzled. I'm sorry. I thought he was yours. She said this as she nodded as if someone was standing behind him. Jace turned around to see who she was looking at, but there was no one there. He didn't question her any further. This was starting to get a little creepy. This episode is sponsored by June's Journey. What is horror to you? Monsters? Murder? Mystery? Well, if human monsters are your thing, June's Journey is the game for you, albeit in a more lighthearted tone. June's Journey is a hidden object game with a thrilling murder mystery set in the Roaring Twenties. You play as June on the hunt for your sister's murderer. Discover clues through exciting hidden object scenes with beautiful and atmospheric illustrations and music. Victory brings you closer to new plot points and suspenseful answers. When not hunting for clues, you can customize your own luxurious estate island with gardens, buildings, and decor. 
or chat and play with or against other players too, in the Detective Club, where you could even put your skills to the test in the Detective League. June's journey is both relaxing and fun to play. With my busy schedule, I find it's the perfect game to pick up and play whenever I've got a free moment. It doesn't demand too much time, and it's pretty satisfying solving puzzles quickly and unlocking new clues. Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. The Stanley Hotel is in Estes Park, Colorado, the gateway to one of the most visited national parks in the United States, Rocky Mountain National Park, but is best known for its inspiration for Stephen King's best-selling novel, The Shining, and the film starring Jack Nicholson that followed. The Stanley is not only famous for its old-world charm and excellent service, but it is also known for its active paranormal phenomena and spirit folklore. The more than 100-year-old hotel, located about 5 miles from the entrance to the Rocky Mountain National Park, offers panoramic views of Lake Estes and the Rocky Mountains, and especially Long's Peak. This old hotel was built in the early 1900s by F.O. Stanley, who created the Stanley Steam Engine, a steam-powered horseless carriage. The majestic Georgian-style hotel opened in 1909, catering to the rich and famous. In 1903, Freeland O. Stanley had contracted tuberculosis, and his doctor gave him a year to live. The 53-year-old Stanley was advised by his doctor to seek a high, dry climate so he and his wife Flora traveled by train from their New England home to Denver. Stanley had heard that Estes Park would be ideal for his recovery. With them was Stanley's personal automobile, a legendary Stanley steamer runabout. From Denver, Flora Stanley and her Swedish maid traveled by train to Lyons, where they took a conventional stagecoach to Estes Park. Flora fell in love with the beauty of the area and the majestic high mountain peaks. The stage arrived at the confluence of the Big Thompson and the Fall Rivers, where there was a small group of buildings that would years later become the town of Estes Park. Freeland Stanley, on the other hand, wanted to test his steamer and drive to Estes Park. He tried several times to hire someone to go with him, but all potential prospects dropped out. At the time, few people in Colorado had seen an automobile, much less one that looked and smelled more like a steam locomotive. F.O. Stanley drove to Lyons and stayed at the Welch's stage shop. Mr. Welch thought that attempting to drive up the rough, narrow dirt road to Estes Park was insanity. Besides, with its rounded front, the car looked like a coffin supported on spindly wheels. The following morning, Welch watched Stanley take off in a cloud of steam up the steep road. After an hour and 50 minutes of chugging along with a few water stops, Stanley reached the park. He walked into Sam's Service General Store to Elkhorn Avenue and used the town's only telephone to call the skeptical Welch. So incredible was the short time it took Stanley to reach Estes Park that Welch refused to believe what had happened. 
The store's owner was summoned to the telephone to verify that Stanley and his hissing contraption had successfully made the trip. After a three-month stay at the Elkhorn Lodge, Stanley's weight increased from 118 pounds to respectable 147 pounds. He regained his strength, and Stanley and his wife returned to their Newton, Massachusetts home. So impressed were they with Estes Park that they came back in 1904 and again in 1905. In 1906, Stanley constructed a gracious home on Wonderview Avenue, and here he spent his next 37 summers. Stanley teamed up with Burton Sanborn to purchase the 6,000-acre Dunraven Ranch, forming the Estes Park Development Company. The condition that Sanborn placed on his part of the purchase was that Stanley would improve the road from Lyons. In addition, Stanley agreed to construct a large modern hotel in Estes Park. Using his talents to do a series of architectural drawings, Stanley settled on the Georgian style for the hotel. From 1907 to 1909, work progressed on the hotel using lumber from a forest fire in Hidden Valley. Originally, Stanley thought the hotel should be called the Dunraven, but he put it to a vote among Estes Park residents and they picked the Stanley Hotel as the proper name for the structure. Estes Park did not have electricity, something required for a modern hotel. Stanley constructed a hydroelectric plant to provide power to the hotel and sold the surplus power to other commercial properties. The demand was so high from lodge owners that little or none of the power generated went to his hotel. He also established a bank in Estes Park. In June 1909, the hotel was ready for its first guests, and a convention of Colorado pharmacists was scheduled. The pharmacists got off the Colorado and Southern train at the Loveland Depot for a trip up the newly finished road up the Big Thompson Canyon. Waiting was 21 eight-passenger touring cars. Earlier in the day, Stanley placed a full-size, realistic stuffed grizzly bear on an overhanging rock. On the way up, Stanley rode in the lead car, and when the car reached the bear, Stanley acted terrified. The entire caravan came to a sudden halt. At first, the pharmacists were ready to defend themselves, but soon realized it was a practical joke played by their host. Reviews written about the Stanley Hotel placed it among the finest in the world. The Stanley Hotel has hosted many famous guests, including the unsinkable Molly Brown, John Philip Sosa, Theodore Roosevelt, the Emperor and the Empress of Japan, and a variety of Hollywood personalities. And of course, the Stanley hosted Stephen King, whose experience while there inspired his book, The Shining. In addition to its regular guests, the hotel is also said to play host to several other worldly visitors. The most notable is F.O. Stanley himself, who is most often seen in the lobby and the billiard room, which was his favorite room when he was still alive. On one such occasion, he is said to have appeared during a tour group's visit to the billiard room, materializing behind a member of the tour. Bartenders at the old hotel also report having seen F.O. stroll through the bar, disappearing when they try to cut him off at the kitchen. Not to be left out, Flora Stanley also haunts the hotel, continuing to entertain guests with her piano playing in the ballroom. Employees and guests have reported hearing music coming from the room, and when they peek in there, they can see the piano keys moving. However, as soon as someone walks across the threshold to investigate further, the music stops, 
and no more movement can be seen upon the keys of the piano. There are several rooms in the hotel that seem to be particularly haunted. One is room 407, which is said to sometimes be occupied by Lord Dunraven, who owned the land prior to F.O. Stanley. Reportedly, he likes to stand in the corner of the room near the bathroom door. On one such account, witnesses reported that a light in the corner kept turning on and off. While the light was off, they told the ghost that they knew he was there. They would only be staying two nights, and would he please turn the light back on? The light turned back on. However, later the lights were turned off, and they were trying to sleep. Noises were constantly heard from the nearby elevator during a time when the elevator was not in use. At other times, a ghostly face has been reported to be looking out the window of room 407 when the room is not booked. Room 418 gets the most reports of haunting activity, apparently from children's spirits. Cleaning crews report having heard many strange noises from the room, as well as seeing impressions on the bed when the room had been empty. When guests stay in the room, they often report that they hear children playing in the hallway at night. One couple reportedly checked out of the hotel very early in the morning, complaining that the children in the hallway kept them up all night. However, there were no children booked in the hotel at the time. There have also been many reports by guests of haunting activities in room 217 and 401. Tour guides tell a story of the ghost of a small child who has been seen by many of the staff in various areas of the old hotel. Reportedly, Stephen King also saw the child who was calling out to his nanny on the second floor. Other past employees report footsteps and apparitions seen throughout the building. Listed on the National Register of Historic Places today, the Stanley Hotel is open year-round and offers various accommodations, including historic rooms, modern apartment-style residences for extended stays, and expansive condominiums. The Shining hasn't been the only movie filmed at the Stanley. The 1994 American Buddy film Dumb and Dumber starring Jim Carrey and Jeff Daniels used the hotel. In the movie, it was called the Danbury of Aspen. Bravo's cooking competition, Top Chef, also used the Stanley as a venue for episode 10 of season 15. Even though the hotel had a peaceful history in the years following the publication of The Shining, the Stanley Hotel gained a reputation as a setting for paranormal activity. It has hosted numerous paranormal investigators and appeared in shows such as Ghost Hunters and Ghost Adventures. The hotel offers several forms of entertainment, one of which is a magic show called Aidan Sinclair's Underground. The brochure reads, Hidden beneath the original carriage house of the historic Stanley Hotel, there's a subterranean lounge where the greatest magicians in the world perform. Behind a secret bookcase door, there exists a world of illusion and mystery. A place outside of time where the rules of reality no longer apply. Enter if you dare, for an unforgettable experience that will inspire your imagination is waiting for you. If you want to delve more into the supernatural aspect of the Stanley, you can experience an intimate late-night seance. The seance is limited to 13 guests at a time and offers the opportunity to speak to the dead. Many people like to experience ghost tours when traveling to spooky places, and the Stanley does not disappoint. The Stanley Hotel Spirited Night Tours offers to immerse you in its history after dark. It's a 60-minute walking tour that will take you through the dark edges of the hotel. 
It is a unique way to experience the hotel's spirited tales with a knowledgeable storyteller under the ambience of nighttime in the Rocky Mountains. Each tour offers you opportunities to explore, ask questions, and perhaps leave with a story of your own. Another hour-long tour that the hotel offers is the Caretaker's Cottage and Shining Suite Tour. It is a theatrical tour that combines the history of Lamborn's Caretaker's Cottage, its relevance to Estes Park, Colorado, and the Stanley Campus with Stephen King's and Stanley Kubrick's creativity. You will discover how these elements of history can add up to a challenging and inspirational landscape for the thrilling story of The Shining, derived from the creative imagination of Stephen King and interpreted through the directional lens of Stanley Kubrick. The Stanley offers four different Estes Park accommodation experiences, including the Stanley's primary hotel for classic and historic rooms, the Lodge at Stanley for boutique-style hotel Aspire, and the Stanley which offers apartment-style residences for extended stays, and the residences at the Stanley, expansive condominiums on the captivating grounds overlooking Rocky Mountain National Park. The Stanley Historic District offers 41,000 square feet of sophisticated meeting and event space equipped with modern amenities, as well as several stunning indoor and outdoor wedding venues. You will also find many unique dining experiences at the Stanley Hotel. The Stanley Hotel is the premier dining destination in Estes Park. The hotel features four restaurants that include a la carte fine dining at Cascades Restaurant, casual cocktails and cuisine at the Whiskey Bar and Lounge, with over 1,200 types of whiskey from around the world, and crafted coffee and gourmet food snacks and gifts at the Colorado Cherry Company. The Stanley Hotel has it all, a beautiful location with historical and modern accommodations, there is no better place to catch a glimpse of a ghost in comfort and style. The Stanley Hotel is my pick for this week's Terrific Destination. Jace's room was extraordinary. It had a huge four-poster oak bed and a sitting area next to a window with a beautiful view of the mountainside. He didn't get to explore the hotel until later, though, because he laid down and passed out without even pulling the covers back. When he woke later, the room was dark and there was moonlight shining through the window. He was laying there staring out at the night sky when he heard a child giggling. He thought it must be coming from the hallway, but it sounded like they were right there in his room. He thought about the boy from earlier today and wondered again if his mind had really played that strange of a trick on him. Maybe he was sleepwalking, who knows? The giggling grew louder and Jace sat up on the side of the bed. He was going to stick his head out into the hall and see if someone had left their children unattended. But as he stood, he stepped on something and stumbled. Once he regained his balance, he saw the object. It was a yellow rubber ball. That was strange. He didn't remember seeing it there earlier, but he had been exhausted. He had picked up the ball to examine it when he heard a knock on the door. With the ball still in his hand, he walked to the door and opened it. There in front of him was a little girl in a pink fluffy dress. Sir, could I have my ball back? She said with her hand held out. Jace handed her the ball and watched as she took it, said thanks, and turned around with a bounce in her step and began to walk away. Scratching his head, he watched for a moment and then called out to her. Hey, are you real? The little girl turned and giggled and said, 
of course I'm real silly. Then he watched as she disappeared around the corner. Jace, who was beginning to think he may be going crazy, left the door ajar and walked over to peek around the corner. The girl was gone. She had just vanished. That is when he decided it was time for a drink. If he remembered correctly, the hotel had a bar. It would do him some good to get out of the room and enjoy himself. After a quick shower to wash off the road wear, he made his way down to find the bar. It wasn't hard to find, and boy was it a grand sight. Jace had never seen the likes. He felt like he had stepped back in time. It was more than a bar, it was also a restaurant. There was a lot of wood, old wood. That's how he would remember it later. It had an expensive quality to it. Jace ordered a whiskey sour and sipped it while he just enjoyed the ambience. It was kind of a shame not to have someone to share all of this with. He jumped when the bartender spoke to him. How are you enjoying your stay? Jace thought for a minute. Well, I haven't been here that long, but so far it's a little strange. Well, what do you mean strange? The man asked. Jace told him about the little girl, and then he remembered the receptionist asking him about his son, and so he told him about that too. Sounds like to me you've met one or two of our resident ghosts, the man chuckled. They are harmless, you know. They mostly just play and giggle a lot. The older ones, when they show up, just tend to stand around, not much like the movie. Well, that's creepy and a relief at the same time, Jace laughed. How do I get one of these whiskeys up to my room later? He asked the bartender before emptying his glass. After a couple of drinks, he placed an order for another to be delivered to his room in an hour and left the bar to do some exploring. It was quite a walk, and in an hour he had only covered a portion of it. Knowing his drink would be delivered soon by room service, he headed back inside and up to his room on the fourth floor. His timing was perfect as he reached his room at the same time as the waitstaff showed up with his drink. He took the drink and gave the guy a tip, then turned and unlocked his door. The room was dark, but nice and cold, just the way he liked it. But suddenly he realized that he could see his own breath. That was strange. He had never been in a room so cold that hadn't had the windows open in the wintertime. It was spring, and only a bit chilly, but not this cold. Setting his drink down, he headed for the thermostat on the wall, but stopped immediately when he heard a giggle. He hadn't noticed before, but he was not alone. Sitting in the two large chairs by the window was the little boy from this morning and the little girl from the hallway. How did you two get in here? He said, sounding more than a little put off. Your parents will be worried sick. The little girl spoke first. No, they won't. They left us here a long time ago. He frowned at the girl and looked over at the boy who was staring at his hands in his lap. What do you mean they left you here? Jace asked. The little girl shrugged like it was a trivial matter. Daddy went on a ski trip and never came back. Mommy got tired of waiting, so she put us to bed, and when we woke up, she was gone. The little boy finally spoke up. We have been looking for a new mommy or daddy. When I saw you alone in your truck, I could sense that you were very sad. I can see things about people. Someone took your boys away. 
so I thought maybe we could take their place. Jace was beginning to get really freaked out. How did these kids know anything about him, especially something so personal? I'm calling the front desk, he said as he turned for the phone on the nightstand, but when he reached for it, the phone suddenly flew across the room and busted into pieces against the wall. We are good kids, mister. Don't you want to be our daddy? You can stay here forever with us. Jace felt panic wash over him like a cold bucket of water. I, I can't stay here. I have kids at home. My boys need me, he stammered. Your boys don't need you. They have a mommy. We need you. The boy was standing right in front of him, and when Jace looked at him, he saw that his once large brown eyes were completely black. Jace tried to run for the door, but he felt tiny arms wrap around his legs. Please don't go. We are so alone. As terrified as he was, Jace's heart went out to these two spectral children. He took a deep breath and tried to summon up the courage to face them. Okay, let's talk. I'm sure we can figure out something. The next morning when housekeeping came around to Jace's room, they found the door ajar. There was no sign of the guest. His things were strewn around the room like a tiny twister had been in there. The housekeeper called downstairs for security, afraid that they had stumbled onto a crime scene, but they noticed something while they waited. The mirrors, the windows, and every glass object in the room were covered in tiny little handprints. Jace never made it back to Oklahoma. Some say that he wanders the halls of the Stanley with two small children, a girl and a boy. Thank you for joining us to explore the Stanley Hotel. Tune in next week as we discuss the world-famous Clown Motel. This isn't a destination for the faint of heart or anyone with a fear of clowns. I'm Carmen Carrion. Remember, you can send me suggestions and stories of haunted places to my email, carmencarrion at gmail.com, or follow me on Twitter at carmencarrion. Be sure to check out eeriecast.com for more terrifying podcasts. Until next time, be safe out there until I see you at our next destination. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in business into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.